What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome into the second edition of the Bell Ringer podcast presented by Sixers Wire and the USA Today Sports Media Group. I am your host, Kai Carlin, editor of the Sixers Wire site with my guy, Cameron Fields, with me. Cam, what is going on, bud? Man, hey, I'm doing pretty well. How you doing, man? I'm just surviving. Just surviving. Hey, that's that's all we can do. That's all and we can I, do. All right, listen, I think you're going to like this one. I actually I, I dug into my box of games, and I found NBA oh. 2K15. Oh, okay, a little bit more recent. All right, all right. With yeah, Kate a little more. The- little more recent, and I went into my my player mode, and I'm playing for the Timberwolves. Okay, and, and okay. You, you know, like I, I kind of simulated like a good portion of the season, I guess, when I played this game. I don't know, five years ago, and I'm just kind of I'm realizing that I'm on the bench. And, and like I'm coming, I'm backing up Ricky Rubio, That's and I'm not just good, right? I'm just not having it. So you gotta work your way up. Oh, here's here's what I did, Cam. I went into the GM's office, scheduled a sit down GM, and uh, I pretty much forced Ricky Rubio to be traded. <laughs> you said you said forced trade. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, uh, Ricky Rubio's got to go. <laughs> listen i have to play cam i have to play (laughs) i can't have ricky rubio in front of me get out of here wow (laughs) so yeah okay so we traded ricky rubio to detroit all right monroe okay all right i mean not bad not bad greg monroe and he was he was eating on the pistons he was dominating on the he pistons. He was. Back, he back was. Then. Exactly. So, uh, I, you know, I, I move into the starting lineup. I'm now the team's starting point guard. I average two assists a game because it's all about buckets. And uh, Buckets, <laughs> I, buckets, buckets. And, and, and I took 20 shots a game, and I'm, I'm now I'm averaging 45 a night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. What difficulty are you on? <laughs> I'm not even sure. I haven't even checked. Because <laughs> it is not like easy like that to just get 45, like average, average 45 on 2K. Uh, you know who I am? I'm a walking bucket, Cam. Okay. I'm clearly a walking I'm bucket. <laughs> I don't know what difficulty y'all be playing on, be averaging 50 points a game on 2K. I'm like, <laughs> what right, 2K look. are you guys playing? All right, listen. the the next The next podcast we record, I'll give an update on what difficulty I'm playing at. I'll have to check next time I pop it in because right now I switched back to two K. That's got to be a rookie <laughs> or something because <laughs> ain't no way that's happening even on All Star. Oh, but a superstar Hall of Fame, there's no way, no way. Oh man. Oh man, I mean, like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, like I could just be a bucket like that, Cam. I mean, you know, like I could, could be like a, who, who, who was it that, uh, what was it, Nick Young, who said he wouldn't get tattoos on his right arm because uh, oh, it was just simply buckets. Someone said that. I'm not sure if it was Nick Young, but I know, yeah, someone did say something like that. I'm not sure who it was. I'm gonna take a guess and say Nick Young because he's a type to type of dude to say something really reckless like that. So. We're just gonna. That's the story we're gonna stick with. <laughs> All right. Anywho, let's just kind of di- dive right into this. Now, the reason why we have called this podcast today is because there are new 
players around the NBA who have been tested positive for coronavirus, four of them on the Brooklyn Nets, and one of them happens to be uh, Kevin Durant, which is... And then also, uh, I just got a notification that a player on the Denver Nuggets um, has tested positive as well. Member of the organization. Well, member of the organization, rather. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw member that. Of the organization. Yeah, I saw that report as well. Like, Woj and Shams were just kind of like, you know, tweet, tweeting that out. So, that, the, all right, so that's now, counting the Nets players, that's now seven players who have been it, tested positive. And then plus this new yeah. report that there's a member oh, yeah, of the organization. Yeah. So that's now eight people in the NBA who have been tested positive for coronavirus, which, um, I mean, it's, and also this new report, Tim Bontemps put it out on ESPN that by Friday, teams have to close their practice facilities to players and staff starting. And uh, to be honest with you, Cam, is getting to a point where uh, we might not get basketball back this season. I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of wait and see. I know Adam Silver um, was talking about on ESPN how like, hey, the NBA uh, was leaders and, you know, kind of closing stuff down and things like that. And also want to be leaders in like getting things back up. Um, so I feel like it's a lot of wait and see right now. A lot of things are up in the air. So it's just like, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, like I, I saw the interview too, that, that Adam Silver was on with, uh, with Rachel Nichols from ESPN and it, it kind of gives a little bit of hope, a little bit of hope just because, yeah. and, I mean, Silver came out and said, listen, the NBA is going to try every means possible to try to get right. uh, us back playing again. Um, and, and, and I don't know, Cam, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I, like part of me believes that we'll get hoops back by like the end of May and the beginning of June. But then, the, then the other half of me just kind of believes that like, this is going to be shut down and we should just all start focusing on the 2020, 21 season. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that, you know, no one in the league, like people don't want to, you know, shut down the season if they don't have to. I mean, to, to have like basically, it would basically just be a waste. I mean, they didn't even get to the playoffs. Right. I mean, they were, you know, around 18 game, around 17, 18 games from the end of the regular season around there. Uh, so it's just like, I feel like it'd just be such a waste to just be like, yeah, we're moving on. And there's like, no, I mean, you would they wouldn't crown a champion. I mean, how could you crown a champion? And, and that, I think that would be the most disappointing thing because, yeah, you know, like, like, like that's kind of what every NBA fan looks forward to at the beginning of every season, like the promise that your team could possibly win an NBA championship, unless you're a New York Knicks fan. I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, you're not looking forward to anything. But <laughs> for fans of the other teams, you know, like 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 you're sitting there and you're like, wow, you know, maybe maybe our team could do it this year, or or or, or especially if you're a Philadelphia, yeah. especially if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, when you're sitting here and all the moves that they made, and you're like, wow, maybe this could be the year. And despite their issues this year they did have some impressive wins that could aid them going into the playoffs. So there are a lot of different 
factors you really have to and Ben about. Simmons he was having a good stretch before the injury too he so. absolutely was and, and that's kind yeah. of where like I, I I feel like the disappointment would be and also I mean I was just sitting here thinking about the financial implications and I mean th- this this shutdown thing that's going on right now and and we're probably headed towards something even more ridiculous if these numbers continue to rise something like an Italy situation this is going to have a huge impact on you know the the economy period but think about right. it think about it in the nba like I, I look at the houston rockets and you know this kind of started with the china thing and in, in pre in the preseason with with daryl morey and the comments that he made and and then uh now they're dealing with this coronavirus thing and, and they had to shut down operations and everything i mean and i'm sure the rockets are losing a ton of money uh, this season oh i mean i feel like it's just the coronavirus is an unprecedented kind of thing i mean you know no one has gone through this sort of thing um you know there's no like game plan or playbook that you can follow for this and in all facets of life i mean everyone's just kind of trying to figure things out as we go you know no matter what field you're in i mean people are just trying to keep it pushing trying to move it along man um, you know, shout out to all the grocery store workers, all the people on the front lines, the doctors, the nurses, delivery people, um, just working hard during this time. And, you know, cause it's a very strange time. So, yeah, it, it really is. And, and like, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people are just, they're, they're really trying to, to like really make ends meet. And like like this coronavirus thing is just really kind of just continuing to throw a wrench uh, into things, and and I feel like that's kind of like the most disappointing part for for everybody right now, and the most worrisome and stressful part for sure. Um, in, in terms of in terms of the NBA coming back, I know Silver tossed an idea out there if they could kind of return initially and with no fans, and you know like to be and then gradually go back to fans right right and like i I saw that and like i'll be honest like it's it's just i'm kind of on board with any idea that that begins to bring the league back because when when i first heard the idea of playing in an arena with no fans i kind of scoffed at it you know I, i i was like you can't have a game without fans where's the excitement coming from uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure they would take it now. Yo, for sure. <laughs> for yeah, sure. for sure. Um, I, I know before before the uh, the shutdown and everything, uh, Shake Milton and Josh Richardson would they they kind of compared it to a playing a pickup game in, in, in a giant NBA arena. Uh, they, they were like, we might as well start calling our own fouls at that point. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I kind of thought that was funny. And then uh, Glenn Robinson the third, he had a suggestion that you should still be playing the music over the PA and and like still right. be playing stuff to ch- try to make it seem a little real. But it just it, it would definitely be a little strange to like really kind of, kind of continue to see all that. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like, and then Adam Silver also mentioned the possibility of a charity game uh, with a small subset of players. So I think that would be cool to see uh i just think it's about you know monitoring everyone's safety everyone's health right now because right now what it's the jazz the nets the pistons and now the nuggets um all of those organizations have someone 
affected um, by the coronavirus and tested positive, presumptive positive for the coronavirus. So that's four teams that have been affected by it um, that we know of currently. Right. And the, uh, this was actually, they underwent their testing on Monday, according to a report from the inquirer.com's Keith Pompey. He reported that the team went under a uh, testing on Monday for the coronavirus after the news of Christian Woods positive testing came out on Saturday night. So we don't even know the, the results of the uh, the Sixers and, and, and how that could possibly play out, especially considering that the Sixers just their last game was against the Pistons on, you know, last week when this thing got shut down. So the mm-hmm. and, and obviously that like no result has come out yet. So nobody on the team has proven to have it, but it's definitely a concern considering that they just got done playing Detroit, Detroit played Utah. But then another thing, yeah. but then another thing, Cam, Brooklyn hadn't played Utah or Detroit in like months. So it, it, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, that just shows like how, how much it can spread, like not even within the NBA. It's just, I mean, it's here. It's been here. It's been here. The first confirmed case was in January. Uh, so, I mean, it's been here and, you know, it's just all these things that we're doing now are just to help flatten the curve, slow the spread of it. So, I mean, I feel like the NBA, you know, if, if they have to keep going, if they have to be shut down for a little while longer, I mean, that, that might just have to be it. I mean, I, I, I reluctantly agree with you <laughs> because, yeah. because you're you're absolutely right. And it just like, but the, but the, um, I guess the basketball fanatic inside of me is like, no, 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 we, I want it back now. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, this, this, this whole thing is unfortunate. It sucks. But you know what, Cam, I think we have to give a lot of credit to Adam Silver though, for making that move so swiftly, especially when that, uh, the news came out about Rudy, I think it was like four minutes after that report came out that, Hey, we're shut. Yeah. Down. That's yeah. So um, you, you got to give Adam Silver a lot of credit. Yeah. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't go on after that. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. They're, like they're, there's yeah. no way that, that they could. And then he, even on top of that. Uh, and then I, I also have to give Silver a lot of credit for even taking the ESPN um, invite to come on and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, listen, we did what we had to do, and and we're doing everything in our power to try to bring basketball back. It's not, it's not like we're trying to cancel the season. We want to bring it back. Right. It's, just, it's at a point where, and as you mentioned earlier, Cam, we really have to make sure that everybody is safe and, and that everybody's healthy right. and everything. we're concerned about our fans and our players. Right. Yeah, I think it's just a lot of things going on right now, even just outside of the NBA. It's just for the greater good of everyone just trying to help make sure everyone is safe. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely, definitely agree with you, but like the, the, um, the bad, the basketball fanatic inside of me, I think I've watched today, today, Cam, I watched the Oh four Pistons. Oh, okay. The, the team that won. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> today, today I watched, um, I watched game seven of Pistons nets in the second round. And it was the night Ben Wallace shot like 13 for 18. It was something ridiculous like that. And he was actually shooting jump shots. And, okay. And, um, and Tayshawn Prince was like terrible all night. And the only bucket he made was a three-pointer late to like really seal it for Detroit. So I got that, – yeah. that, that, that was a lot of fun. And, um, and before, before we jump into 
uh, any real Sixers talk because I want to get into a mock draft uh, post that was put out by the Athletic. We'll get into that a little bit as we begin to kind of maybe turn our future, our uh, attention to the future of the league. But Cam, uh, you you grew up you you grew up in Ohio. Are, are are you a Cavaliers fan? Like if you had to pick a team. Uh yeah, I did grow up one. Um now I mean like you know since I write about the team, uh, I I mean I definitely. Like, you know, got to scale. I mean, obviously scale back, but. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. I, I did grow up a Cavs fan, for sure. I mean, I just, I was a, a passionate, passionate fan because I just could not see them. I, I see, I saw them fall, like, way too many times. Like, I remember just watching them fall to the Celtics and just like, ugh, like the Paul Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen Celtics and, all that, and then uh, LeBron overcoming the Pistons, uh, Game Five, Oh Seven Eastern Conference Finals, where it's one of the best individual performances. Oh, that killed me. Uh, oh, that would uh, me as a kid in league history. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, yeah, I, I did. I did grow up a Cavs fan. I mean, now I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not a fan of like any team. I still love the league a lot, but. Um, I did. Yeah, I grew up a Cavs fan. Yeah, like, like, like I kind of, like, like you learn that, like, over time, you, when you get into this business, you just the, the fandom goes away. You know, you're all focused on really trying to do your job. You're not really a fan per se of any team. Yeah, you, you just you watch the game and you do your job. That, that's that's kind of like like where it's at in, in this in this business. Um, but damn, I, I mean, you just brought up a horrible memory for me, my guy. I mean, like that 07 <laughs> game was so bad. <laughs> oh my god! You know what, Cam? I, I had some manly tears that night. He said, he said "I had to shed one tear, just that one tear." I, I shed, <laughs> I shed some manly tears that night. I remember that oh, because man. I knew it was over. I, I knew. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. Like I knew that, it. That is when I knew it was over. Um, and and it wasn't like oh six because if you remember the two teams matched up in the oh six semifinals. Detroit oh yeah. Took the two yeah. zero lead. Cleveland won three straight, and then Detroit went into Cleveland game six, won there, and then won it in game seven before falling to Miami in the conference finals. So, but but this this was different. Like I I knew it. Like I, I was like. <laughs> I was like, this is over. There, there's no way. That, this, uh, this is different. I was like, there, there's no way that they're going to do it again when you're relying on a rickety old Chris Weber to try to defend the bat. There's no way. Like, I was like, there's absolutely zero chance that they win game six. And the thing is, though, it wasn't even LeBron. It was Daniel Booby Gibson who had that huge game. Hey. And nobody, and he was never heard of again. I'm telling you, he was, he was like, baller man he was he was really good he was really good yeah uh, since the Cavs this their 50th you know when the season was still going it's their 50th uh anniversary season oh, so right. they've had a bunch of yeah they had a bunch of like historical things going on different nights and stuff they had like some uh Gundarina guys come back uh it was named the gun before it was named the Q and then yeah Q obviously before Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse so they had you know they've had booby back some nights and They've had uh, some other era guys like Richville Coliseum type stuff, uh, type things um, back. And then also, I mean, Austin Carr is still in the organization. He 
commentates on the – he's been commentating on the games for years. Yeah. Uh, Brad Daugherty, Jim Jones, Campy Russell, they're all still working with the organization. So, Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. awesome because it's, it's always really cool to kind of see a team's history. You know what I'm saying? Especially – like like covering the Sixers and kind of being at games all the time and like yeah. Allen Iverson is probably there I want to say ninety eight percent of the time and okay that's awesome and I mean like yeah. they always recognize him up on the jumbotron and you know they give him his six foot guard from Georgetown you know introduction every time they see him and uh, Julius Irving will be at games and Dikembe Mutombo guys in the O one yeah. finals. Uh, Dr. J will, will swing by and, and even Mo Cheeks and whenever he can. So, okay. So it's, like, yeah. it's, it's definitely always cool to kind of see a team's um, history and kind of like, kind of like, you know, a nostalgia factor for, for, for a lot of things. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. So, speaking of the Sixers, a little segue into that. Uh, the Athletic just, uh, excuse me, put out their mock draft 4.0. And for those of you who don't know, the Sixers do have a first-round pick. If the season ended today, their their pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is top 20 protected, would actually convey to Philadelphia. Uh, it would be pick number 22 in the draft. So they now do have a first-round pick if the season, you know, were to end today, if they were just kind of scrap the regular season and go straight to the playoffs like everybody thinks they will. And honestly, you have to give – a lot of credit to Oklahoma City in the situation. They've been great. But for the Sixers, this is a great situation for them because now you can continue to add and really get somebody that mm-hmm. you need. Uh, in this mock draft, they have them selecting Jamias Ramsey, a 6'4 guard, and he's 19 years old. He's a freshman from Texas Tech. And the biggest thing, Cam, he can shoot the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can definitely shoot it. I mean, they need – and then he's athletic too. Like, he can play uh, both ends. He can play the passing lane. Uh, they, they, I mean, I don't know in terms of how that might overlap with Josh Richardson because there's similar qualities with Richardson, but I mean, and they're about the same height too. So, but I mean, I, I think that Jamias Ramsey would be a good pick for them because he can shoot and they need that kind of shooting. And also I think Ben needs that kind of athleticism to, to play with. Um, he's a very, He's a player that benefits from playing fast. He likes to play in space. And it looks like that Jamias Ramsey um, can also do that very well, play well on the break. Yeah, you mentioned it. And I think the biggest thing about that, because um, you mentioned Richardson too, and and Simmons loves playing with Josh Richardson. You can see, you know, when they're out on the floor together and their, their comments after games, they love playing with each other because Richardson is kind of um, that same guy you mentioned. He's athletic. He can get out in open space and, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Simmons and Richardson kind of run a break together, and Ramsey can kind of do the same thing. Now, right? Yeah, very similar sort of uh, skill set. Yeah, right. And I feel like I, I feel like if 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 they were to take Ramsey, I, I feel like you have to kind of consider, you know, making that move and trying to move Al Horford, and then you could, right. and then you can kind of roll with a lineup of say Simmons. Ramsey, Richardson, Harris, Embiid type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, thing is though, can can they move Al Horford at this? That point? is the big question. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's one thing to say like yeah, move him, but can they move? I mean, he got that big contract, and I mean, this is this is near the end of his career. It's like 
I feel like a team would take him, but would they take that contract specifically? I don't I, I don't think there'd be an issue of like him and his skill, but like would are they willing to take on that kind of contract? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean I mean I mean yeah. like I, I got to admit, Cam, Al Horford looks like he aged 100 years overnight. Yep. A, a little uh, – he's he's fell off a little bit, definitely. Which, which, definitely. which is crazy because it's at a point where it's like – like Al Horford last year in Boston was so good. Like he was so good. And then the, the beginning yeah. of this season, you know, like we all knew coming into the season with Philadelphia that they were going to have all these issues between Horford and Bede and, and Simmons and the lack of shooting and, and everything else. But like, like, like we all knew this, but it just, it really looks like overnight Al Horford has aged 102 years and, and he looks like he should be headed to the yeah. retirement home. I mean, he looks slow defensively. He's coming up short on jump shots that he normally makes. And, and you mentioned Cam, the contract, yeah. You can't ex- you can't take back that contract if he's not going to live up to it. Yeah, I, me personally, coming into the summer, I didn't think. I mean, yeah, they didn't have that like knockdown shooter. JJ Redick wasn't with them anymore, but I thought Al was going to be a better fit with Ben Simmons than he like has been. I thought they'd be able to run a little like pick and pop stuff, but I mean, Al Horford hasn't shot very well um and then i thought they would be able to run some like spread stuff too but then i guess like looking back at it dwell and bead really isn't that dunker spot kind of guy like he's very much a throwback sort of feed me the ball into the post kind of player and it's just like for me they don't have that offensive identity that they need and like no one can prosper because of that. Agreed. Know? They're very they're, they look like um, I I always compared it to uh, clowns in a clown car. It looks very unorganized. It looks very uh, helter skelter. Uh, we don't know what we're gonna do. Um, <clears throat> we're we're just we're just dribbling yeah. the ball up playing pickup. When I mean, they can match up with anyone yeah. defensively. They can match up with most teams defensively. Yeah, and the thing is though. Just because exactly. of their size. Exactly, that starting lineup of Simmons, Richardson, Harris, uh, Horford, and Embiid, they have a defensive rating of like 97.5. But their offensive rating yeah. is like 106.7, which is so bad. And and then like yeah. you're, you're coming down to you're, – you're looking at it and you don't know if, if they're going to be hitting their threes one night. For example, Christmas Day against Milwaukee – they beat the Bucks, and I think they hit twenty-one three-pointers or something ridiculous like that. But then the next night they go they go to Orlando two nights later, and they only make like eight out of like thirty-two. It's strange, and 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 that's why they need a sharpshooter for this offense. That's why maybe Ramsey could fill that void. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think that someone like and to be honest, someone like Ramsey would be very good for them. To be honest, like. Tobias Harris, uh, I mean, he he was overpaid. I mean, you can make the argument that he was, yeah, overpaid a little, oh, a little bit. I mean, listen, yeah, um, it's not an argument. Yeah. He is overpaid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I was like, yeah, I mean, because I'm not trying to like diss him, or I'm just saying he's just he he wasn't what people like thought him to be. I mean, he's good, 
but he's just a nice, like, complimentary right. player. And, and, like, I'm not – okay, so with me, I have a difference between role players and complimentary okay. players. A role player to me is, like, Patrick Beverly. A complimentary player is, like, someone like Montrez Hero or uh, Tobias Harris. Someone that, like, does all – like, does, like, stuff that maybe the star needs a little bit of help with. So, like, scoring or, like, rebounding or something like that. Right. You know, they're, like, they can be – they could be – a complimentary player could be a – is, like, a, as a fringe star to me. They're, they're almost like a fringe star. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, to, Tobias Harris, yeah. he's, he's a solid player. He's a – I mean, to, to be completely honest with you, I feel like he's a borderline all-star. I feel like eventually – I feel like eventually yeah. he could – Yeah. Um, and, and he has the ability to take games over, but there are, there are so many times when he just cannot throw a rock in the ocean. And, and I know and, and that yeah. is where the $180 million come in. And then you have to kind of turn your attention to Elton brand. And you're like, Elton, you really gave Tobias 180 million. You really gave Al Horford 109 million. Um, you, you, you didn't and make any effort to try to bring Jimmy back. I mean, like there are a lot of issues there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if you could give, so if you could give that, if you could give basically two max contracts, why even, yeah, pursue Al Horford, why not just try and bring Jimmy back and then bring Tobias back since you, I mean, you know what I mean? And, And like the big thing is, they had to bring Tobias back. They had no choice because since since Jimmy right. immediately made his decision to head back down to Miami, then you can't like you can't let Tobias go too because then you look even dumber than you do right now. So it, it, it just yeah, it, it's a one it's a one big thing that like you just you could not let Tobias Harris go. So unfortunately, you had to dig into your pocketbook and pay this man one hundred and eighty million dollars. Who is a wonderful person, great guy, but eh, you know, worth 180 million dollars to buy us. I'm sorry. So that's kind of how it was, and now you're stuck because on offense you can't space the floor at all. And then your two trade deadline uh, pickups, Glenn Robinson the third and Alec Burks, really haven't lived up to your expectations of them. I think Glenn Robinson the third missed his first 10 threes with Philadelphia after shooting 40 percent from deep with Golden State, and it just they're kind of a mess right now. And Alec Burks was having like his best season right. with the Warriors before. I mean, he's potential what six man yeah. of the year. I mean, with a bunch of other players, but uh, they're getting. I mean, there was the six man of the year race was tight. Oh, year. let's be let's be real. It was tight. Go to Lou again. It's the same thing every year. I mean, no, I mean, like it could have gone to Jordan Clarkson, Dennis Schroeder. It could have gone to Lou. Uh, it could go to Alec Burks. I mean, those are four guys right there. I'll give you Schroeder. I don't know about Burks or uh, Clarkson. I mean, Clarkson has been balling this whole year. I mean, I'll give Clarkson this. He he has performed pretty well in Utah. Like, he's performed better than my oh, expectations. Because Jordan Clarkson reminds me of one of those dudes who steps on the floor and says to himself, it's Jordan Clarkson time. And he just goes out there <laughs> and focuses on Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
hey, he can pass too. He can pass. He can defend. He's a he's a really good player in this. He's a good player in this league, man. He was balling in Cleveland. I could have balled in Cleveland. He's a good player. I mean, okay, but now he's balling in Utah, <laughs> and Utah as a playoff team. Fair though. enough, Cam. You know what? He said that I... right there. Is, <laughs> that, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give mean, you that one. I'll, I'll give you that one. So. Anywhere he's gone, he's done. Oh, like okay, like you know, he's done. You know, he's done. This last his like last year in Los Angeles, he was doing pretty good. I don't know, man. He could barely get off the bench from the 2018 Finals team. Okay, I mean that. Okay, that that's just a discussion for another day. That team was disastrous. oh for sure, for sure. That team, Kai, Kai. That 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 that's just like that. That's no. That no, <laughs> that team was worse than the 07 Cavs team, and I'm like Whoa. that. I'm being serious. That the 2018 Cavs were worse than the wow. 07 Cavs. That was like LeBron's peak carry, peak like carry, carry. Uh, I don't even know how to explain. Like peak carryingness, wow. I guess. I I'm. I'm shocked. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm... You know how bad that's one. That 2018 was in peril the whole season. That was the year they traded half the team at the deadline. I'll give you that. All right. You know what? That whole that that the the Cavs were just. Uh, uh, All right. I'll, I'll, uh. I'll, I'm going to comment <laughs> one thing because uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up right here, but like. I will say this about the 2018 Cavs. I, I mean, I'm going to put it all on J.R. Smith. <laughs> I'm blaming J.R. I mean, but you really can't, though, because, like, he didn't – see, people want to always, like, scapegoat J.R., but if you really – that's just one instance. I'm talking about the whole totality yeah. of the team. I mean, George I Hill misses that, that free throw. And then George Hill misses the free throw, and he doesn't even have a good – no one – I don't remember anyone but LeBron having a good finals. You know what? That, that finals. On, on the Cavs. On the Cavs. 2018 NBA finals stats. Rodney Hood had, like, flashes, and then he had times where he just, like, disappeared. And then Jordan Clarkson – he was he was struggling as well. All right, I got it up right here. But 2018 right was here. rough. So in the 2018 finals, you know James averaged a cool 34, 10, and eight. Kevin Love. That's what I'm saying. Like 19 and 11. Okay, yeah, 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 Ke- yeah. Kevin, yeah, he did. But other than that, other than those yeah. two, Jordan, like, it was Clarkson like no one averaged. Three points and he shot twenty three percent from the floor, three for thirteen. Oh boy, Kyle Korver was a mess. No, dude, everyone oh. was a mess on that team. Like, dude, that whole Damn. team was a mess. It was, it was that whole team was a mess. Shot one for eleven from deep in that series. Kyle Korver, that's so bad. No, like they just they they weren't making shots. They weren't they weren't making like 
people were not making shots. Uh, let's see here. Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood shot 20% from three. George Hill was okay, but like not good enough. Not good JR enough. averaged nine and a half in the series. Shot 31% from the floor, 36 from deep. And like that. You can't really put all that on JR. All the, the game. Like, he didn't even really make a bad decision. I mean, like, why heave a shot? I would have. I mean, the game tied, I would have heaved that up. It would have been, like, but the at worst the same shot. Time, the game tied with well, however many seconds left, how much he had to lose. Like, I mean, I guess. But, like, it's not – like, if you look back at it, it's not, like, that bad. Uh, I don't know. Like, like for me – for me, it still like goes down as one of the greatest like mental blocks in the history of the game. Yeah, I'll give just, you, I'll give you a mental just block. Just because LeBron like, had fifty one that night. Yeah, that like, was LeBron one of his best games. LeBron poured his yeah. heart out in Game One to try to steal home court, and he made a terrific basketball play to George Hill. And Hill barely made that first free throw. And, and, like, it looked like his legs were dead. So he makes the first, ties the game. The second one's completely short. And it just happens to end up in the hands of JR. And we're all expecting JR to put the ball up or at least pass it out to LeBron and let him do what he's got to do. And instead, the game has to go right. into overtime where LeBron had nothing left. Meanwhile, the Warriors are hitting you with Steph. Kevin, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, Livingston, and LeBron's is kind of a one-man team. That team was not going to be stopped. Especially in 2018. No way. No. Like, no. And then people are like, oh, what game? I I still don't think the Cavs would have won that series, even if they won game one. They might have just taken that game. And that's it. It wouldn't it would have been a gentleman. You know sweep. what? I think I'd give you that, but you know, like, if you could win game one, especially on the road against a team like you know that Warriors team, that could maybe give you enough confidence and a boost. I mean, they, I mean they, they yeah, maybe they weren't winning. But they also had KD, especially when you consider the fact that Warriors yeah. team was the Avengers. <laughs> that team's ridiculous. Like and. And holy crap, Steph Curry in four games in this series fired up 53 three-pointers. He made 22 of them in four games. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, they they weren't winning that series. Oh, for like, sure. It just, I just wasn't happening. I, 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 I kind of wanted to see LeBron get one done. Well, I mean, other, other than obviously, you know, 2016. All right. So, for my guy Cam... And for all of you Sixers Wire readers out there, thank you so much for listening, reading, and all that good stuff. We're going to try to get you guys through this really, really unprecedented and weird time in our in our lifetime's history. And you know what, Cam? I really hope in two months that we can look back on all this and like laugh at how often I played NBA 2K12. Or... Yeah. <laughs> 2K15. You know, I found 2K14 in there. I'm going to fire that one up later and see what I got on there. So, oh, so okay. All right. Uh, you know, all right. next time we record, I'll have a, have a new. We're just going to start off every pod with a new video game story and just see what I got.
I like All it. Right, video cool. game, video diaries. game diaries. I'm with it. I'm with it. Cam's out here thinking. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. And uh, make sure you guys check out SixersWire.com for uh, all of my stuff and Cam stuff on there. And if you if you were just listening to this and happen to be a Cavs fan, check out Cleveland.com as well. We'll see you guys next time.